Welcome back again to a special holiday edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey, where we dispense with all the normal business activities and just talk about the holiday tournaments that are going on uh, in Wisconsin, in Minnesota, in Michigan, uh, wherever Wisconsin teams are playing. And uh, we have with us tonight, uh, Bill Jr. We have Del Scanlon. Uh, MJ is, is on other duties today. And we also have a special guest, Tony Menard, from Chippewa Falls Menominee Sabres. And we're going to start talking about the holiday tournaments with uh, that particular tournament, which has a very catchy title to the Wisconsin Prep Hockey Girls Holiday Classic. So it looks like you've got a good uh, slate of teams. So the thing I'm curious about is how this is going to play out having the first and second round of games on the same day. doesn't happen often that the girls play two games in one day. Yeah, typically. So this, in the years past of uh, this tournament, we've kind of just had a round robin tournament. It's usually been six teams. And I think two years ago, uh, before the pandemic, the year before the pandemic, we tried to add eight teams into the tournament. Uh, and we've really, really enjoyed having that eight team tournament. We kind of did a point system uh, that year to try to uh, find a way to, um, you know, get a champion that year. And after talking with all the coaches in the tournament, we decided that we wanted to have a real bracket type setup um, moving forward. And so this year, with it being in Chippewa Falls, we have the two sheets of ice, which will work out well because we'll have some varsity games, uh, the normal eight bracket, team bracket. And then we'll also have uh, some JV games for the teams that uh, have those numbers uh, and then are able to support it. So uh, it's going to be a really good thing. I know the, you know, we typically tried to have this uh, over just two days instead of three days. So that's kind of where we get caught into having the two games uh, there on that first day and try to make it a little easier on the second day. So teams can start getting back home a little bit earlier. Um, but, you know, for the first couple of years, it's, it's been working out really well and we're really excited and very excited for you guys to uh, jump on board with this and kind of, uh, you know, be the, the name of the tournament. I know we've been, you know, when we went to the, the 18 bracket, we really wanted to figure out a name for this. And I think it kind of came up with some of the coaches down in Madison uh, a couple years ago on, on how or who were, you know, trying to figure out how we can uh, better promote this tournament. And, you know, there's not a better way to promote it than uh, to have you guys on board and uh, talk about it and, you know, get these girls some uh, good airtime, hopefully over this week on, on how good this tournament's going to be. It looks like you've got a good mix geographically. You've got mm -hmm. Chippewa Falls Menominee, uh, Eau Claire, and Black River Falls from the western side of the state. Uh, Bay Area, the Warbirds and Fox Cities from the east, Rock County from down south, and Hayward from up north. Um, as you guys were expanding from six to eight, was that a, a conscious thing you looked at? Um, and how many of these teams are the ones that are coming back every year? Yeah, so originally started with, um, I want to say, Eau Claire, ourselves, and um, gosh, who was it at that time? I want so I know on the other side, it's always usually been uh, Fond du Lac, Green Bay, and Fox Cities. So then we kind of added Rock County in there. Um, we also added Hayward in there. So it was Black River usually in there as well. Um, so we tried, it was really set up as kind of an East versus West type situation before. And when we went to eight teams, we reached out to some of the other teams that were pretty close to 
where it would make sense uh, for them to join in this tournament. And, um, you know, now we're at that eight team tournament and it's going to be a really good uh, couple days in Chippewa this year where I, I think every game is going to be competitive. And I think every team is going into it thinking they have an opportunity to win. Um, there's not any matchup that I see that, you know, one team's going to be heavily favored over the other, just looking at how the first half of the season has gone so far. Yeah, I see you. It does look like you have the East versus West thing again with uh, Black mm-hmm. River Falls playing Bay Area. Well, I guess you'd have to, I mean, if you can count Rock County as East, mm-hmm. it's kind of in the middle, but, uh, mm-hmm. but it was well, South, Southeast, whatever. Um, yeah, it, it looks like a good mix again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, when you look at it, you have, you know, us, Fox Cities, who won uh, state two years in a row. We got Eau Claire in there. So you got some teams. Uh, that been in the mix uh, come playoff time, come state tournament time the last couple of years. Uh, and as coaches going into the tournament, you know, you want to be playing good hockey coming out of the tournament. You know, you really kind of get a good sense of where your team's at during your holiday tournament. Um, and really, go, you know, is it going to help propel you uh, forward in January when you're trying to build your resume up for the playoffs? Or is it kind of going to be that one piece where it kind of, you know, you know, kind of crumbles the team a little bit and it's tough to get the momentum going the rest of the year. Tony, before we came on, we talked a little bit about Mm -hmm. how the goalie strength has um, improved this year and how how it's kind of dominated Mm -hmm. a little bit. In looking at this, I I can see, you know, a few of these teams that have some extremely good goalies. Uh, You want to talk a little bit about the goaltending you expect to see in this tournament? Yeah, I don't expect to see a lot of high-scoring games. Um, when you look at some of these teams and just their goal out average across uh, their first half of the season, um, a lot of teams are under two or under three goals allowed a game. Uh, so you know that you're not giving up a lot of opportunities. Uh, so when you get your chances, when um, you know you have those chances against these good goalies, you got to capitalize, or else especially in a tournament when a goalie's starting to feel good and they're on the ice, you know, for a game, two games, it really can make a difference with, uh, you know, how their team responds. And, you know, if they're in the, you know, the right, uh, if they're feeling themselves, they, they can really make and change how the tournament's going to go. So expect to see it probably one or two of these goalies to, to play really well and carry, carry their team and, um, you know, get them, help them get a win where, you know, you might not think otherwise. As a coach, when you, you've come up and you, you're coaching uh, against a hot goalie, you know, mm-hmm. one that, that's on a real roll, how do you get your players to focus to look for that one goal that might be the difference in the game? You just got to keep, uh, you know, focusing on what you control, uh, stay in your lane as much as you possibly can and uh, work as a team to get those quality opportunities to the net. Make sure you have girls crashing for rebounds. Oftentimes on good goalies, you got to make sure you're there for the rebounds because that's the, the goals that they're going to give up. Um, a lot of these goalies that we're going to see are going to make those first saves, put the puck in the corner, put them in smart areas where their defense can get them out of trouble. So you really have to have good pressure uh, in front of them and get them uncomfortable. So, you know, try to start low, get the goalies working um, down low as much as you can to where they have to get back up and down, back up and down uh, to really – you know, over, you know, three games in two days, uh, you know, that's the third game on, on day two, you know, if a goalie has been playing already, what is that? 102 minutes the day before they're going to be pretty fatigued if they've been seeing a lot of shots. So, um, 
you know, you just got to keep working, keep staying uh, the course on your game plan. And, uh, you know, eventually, if you keep doing that, uh, you know, you're going to get a lucky bounce, hopefully, at some point. Now, one, one of my favorite uh, comments from way, way, way back when I was doing, doing the radio uh, still for the Anago games and Bill Thorson was a coach. Uh, Ryan Leonard had a really hot goalie named Dane Miller. And um, we asked uh, coach Thorson about it. And he said, well, you know, he, I think he beat us last year. Whenever he goes down for the puck, either Miller or the puck will end up in the back of the net. Um, you don't do that sort of thing at girls hockey, do you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep it as clean as possible. But no, I mean, you, you want your kids to get your girls to get to the front of the net as, as tough as it can be, um, especially in girls hockey. You know, there's not as much physical play in front that's allowed as there is in boys hockey. So, you know, when you get in front, you got to find a way to keep your stick on the ice and just be able to capitalize if that puck comes out to you. But um, you know, typically what we've seen this year, the refs have been allowing, you know, teams to, you know, be aggressive in front of the net as long as it's, you know, staying clean and, you know, there's nothing, um, you know, outrageous happening in front, you know, it's, it's been pretty good so far this year. With, um, holiday tournaments is probably the only time most teams will play three games in three days over the course of the season, unless they make it um, pre in, in years past to state, um, not anymore, but that would be the only time teams play three games in three days. Um, now you're doing three games in two days. Uh, what do you have to impress upon your kids so that they come back out on Wednesday and they still have legs? Well, you, as a coach, it's, you know, we got to make sure we try to use as our three lines as much as we possibly can. Um, there's been in years past where we've been two lines deep and you just have nothing left on, on the second day. And so as a coach, you got to, you know, make sure that you're telling the girls to keep short shifts as, as a coach, it's, you know, make sure that you're, you know, when the whistle's blown, they've been out there 30 seconds and you just got to change them. You don't want to try to get that extra matchup or, or whatnot and keep them out there where they're getting a long shift and getting winded and, um, you know, that, that comes into play. And typically if you, if you have two goalies, um, you know, this is an opportunity where you get your backup a chance to show what they can do and, um, get them some ice time so that you can be competitive, um, you know, in that second or third game, uh, on the second day. And, you know, in years past for us, we've been able to do that. We have, we got one goalie, uh, this year right now. And, you know, Cassie's been playing really well for us as stepping in as a sophomore, uh, you know, we had a really, really good goalie in Caroline last year that took up a lot of time. And um, so, you know, it's going to be for Cassie and, and other goalies that are in that situation. You know, they got to play smart hockey, take whistles when they can, you know, have an opportunity to stole the game down um, and just really try to do all those little things throughout the game. Uh, well, um, you know, getting the puck deep when you can or getting an icing, you know, whistles are going to be your friend in a tournament. And, in girls hockey, you just don't see enough whistles at times. And that's why the games seem to go a little bit quicker than the boys games is, you know, boys have more icings, more offsides, that type of stuff where, you know, hopefully, you know, the girls start getting a feel for that to slow the game down just so that we're able to have those legs there on the third, second day. Coach, um, coming into the season, you guys are the defending state champions. The, a lot of times, you know, players, to have a tendency 
to remember that, that, that they're the mm -hmm. Independence State champions and rest on their laurels. Um, looking at your the games you guys have played this year, you've played some close games and everything, mm -hmm. but uh, how hard was it to get them to buy in right off the bat? You know, this is the season. Everybody's got us in their, in their bullseye because we are the defending mm -hmm. state champs. It's going to be that much harder for us to have a chance to repeat. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a new uh, situation for our team coming into the season where we're going into games and people are aware of what we have on our team. They're aware of the ability that we have uh, as a program now. And in years past, even last year in the state championship game, I don't think a lot of teams knew of us or knew what we had for ability and we could fly under the radar. And, um, you know, that it's a lot easier to do that than coming into a game where, uh, you know, teams know you, teams are coming for you, teams are trying to bring their best game uh, every time uh, you line up against them. And, you know, early on in the season, it was definitely a different approach or a different we saw a different level in opponents early on than what we were ready for um, compared to last year. And, and as the season went on, has gone on, you know, our last three games, we played really well, um, went up to Hayward, had a, a, had a good game. We ended up getting out shot, but we ended up coming out with a win. And that, that's a tough place to get a win. Uh, I don't think as a program, we have not won in Hayward in 10 years. So finding those little things um, in our program that we can build on and continue to grow um, it kind of gives this team, this group of girls, something to, you know, really look forward to. You know, we got our first win in eight years against Eau Claire this year. Um, so those little moments throughout the season, especially early on, allows this team to create their own identity and try to pull apart from what the team was last year. And as that happens, as we progress through that, um, and it's allowing them to get more comfortable with themselves and, and their teammates and, and who we want to be as a team this year. Um, so it's definitely been a challenge. Um, there's been a lot of talking uh, with the coaches and the players after practices, after games on how, you know, we want to approach things day in, day out. And it's been frustrating at times. I know girls have been frustrated with just, you know, where they feel like they should be and where we've been so far. And um, but we've, we've been able to get better each and every week. And that's what we want to be doing right now, heading into January. We are a game ahead of where you were at this point last year. Mm -hmm. uh, you're five and three last year at this point, you were four, three, and one. Mm -hmm. uh, so you are, uh, I guess one goal ahead of where you were last year. Cause that tie could have just made it five <laughs> and three. Um, but you know, and you've played a lot of the same teams over that span, you know, cause mm -hmm. you guys have, you guys actually have a conference. So um, how do you feel about your team this year? Obviously you lost your top two scorers in Sydney Polzine mm -hmm. and Ella Osman, um, but you guys are still hanging in there. Yeah. I, I really, you know, we just had a conversation in the locker room today. I really, when we look at where the conference and the sectional is right now, now that it's kind of changed with Black River and Unalaska coming in, you know, it's a, it's a sectional where I think anybody can win any given day. And it was kind of like that last year that our whole section is going to take turns um, playing good against each other. Um, and so it really is going to come down to, you know, pick a hat when the sectional seedings come out and we'll figure out who's going to have home ice and you just got to play good hockey then. But, uh, as far as our team, I'm really liking how girls are starting to come into their own. I know, um, you know, some girls are starting to kind of figure out how to, uh, lead on the ice where, you know, last couple of years, it was pretty easy to, you know, pass to Ella or pass it to Sydney and, you know, have them kind of be the workhorses for us. But now, 
you know, I really feel like we have a one A and one B type line situation. Uh, you know, we bring back Brianna Bonacontro, uh, Joey Schumanauer, Emmeline Stevenson, Paige Steinmetz up front. Um, so we're really happy with uh, the production that we're able to get from from those four girls. And you know, I'm not we weren't expecting to come into the season having a uh, one individual score forty points like Sydney did last year. Um, we're really we're taking the approach. If we can get four girls up around that twenty point range, you know, then that's going to make up for all that lost production that we have, and it's going to take everybody uh, to get to that point. Anything else for Tony, guys, or should we move along? Thanks, Tony, for coming on, and yeah, good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you guys so much, and again, thank you for jumping on for for the tournament and kind of. Uh, you know, ha you know, being this kind of the the namesake for the tournament this year, and I'm hoping you know in years to come we can find some cool ways to uh, maybe rebracket or have you guys help out in the bracketing of of the tournament moving forward, and um, kind of you know go go from that uh, standpoint with it. And uh, I think it's really going to be a, a good tournament for all the teams involved, and uh, definitely looking forward to seeing you guys up there uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Be leaving at six thirty tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's going to be early. I know uh, Fond du Lac. I think is leaving in the morning as well. So I talked to Coach Dwayne, and they got an early bus ride over. So bus well, ride, two games. Oof. Hopefully, yeah, that's a long day. Yeah, it's going to be a long day for some of the ones that are traveling. But it's a it's a fun tournament. It's good to see other teams throughout the state that we typically don't get to see on a regular basis when you're playing your sectional and conference teams as much as you do, and so. It's nice to see all these coaches and just kind of build that uh, bond up for all the girls um, coaches throughout the state. And um, it's going to be a good, good couple days. So thank you again, guys. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. See you tomorrow. See ya. All righty. Um, do you want to just like switch back and forth between uh, boys and girls or just continue down with the girls and then go to the boys next? Let's just continue down the girls' side. All right. After this one, there's the Culver's Cup, which is uh, in the Madison area. Hartmeyer and MIA. Yep. Metrolinx, uh, Wisconsin Valley Union, Superior Spartans, Central Wisconsin Storm, Cap City Cougars, Lakeshore Lightning, St. Croix Valley Fusion, and Brookfield Glacier. Um, so if you're not a ranked team in Chippewa Falls, you're probably down in Madison. Um, looking at our top six for the girls, Metrolink, Storm, Bay Area, Fox Cities, Western Wisconsin, and Hudson. I think Western Wisconsin wasn't in either of those tournaments. So well, of our Western ranked, Wisconsin is they're over in Minnesota. Over in yeah. Yeah. So five of our top six are in the the two tournaments, the Wisconsin Provaki Girls Holiday Classic in Chippewa Falls or the Culver's Cup in um, Madison. That should yeah, be a good yeah. one. It'll give us, it'll give, uh, the Metro Links are probably, based on the way things have gone this season, going to have to play the Central Wisconsin Storm or the St. Croix Valley Fusion at some point in that tournament. Um, and that'll be nice to see because while they are sitting at number one, uh, we talked about this last week in the top sixes. Their schedule has been pretty soft thus far. Yep, so they will be tested over the next three days because they are spreading that tournament over three days. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, the aforementioned Western Wisconsin Stars are playing in the Herb Brooks Holiday Classic at the Schwann Super Rink over in Blaine. They lost today 4 to nothing to River Lakes, which could be anywhere in the state of Minnesota. Um, that, that name gives you no clues whatsoever. Well, they're probably not a southern team. There's not it's it's drier down there. But yeah, they're the only they're the only Wisconsin team in the girls varsity gold bracket. Uh, in the girls varsity silver bracket, uh, the USM Wildcats are playing in that one. They also lost their opening round game today. Uh, they lost to Laverne, Minnesota, eight to one. So yeah, who plays the, Shirley? York. Sorry. Had to do it. And that's all we got for girls' holiday tournaments. If there's another one going on, uh, yeah, nobody um, sent Hudson us the... is playing up in the Farmington tournament. I saw uh, that on their skit thing, but I don't know. We didn't get a bracket for that one at all. Yeah, nobody sent us a bracket, and we're not clairvoyant. When I was going through, I happened to see that they, they were playing up in Farmington to, at the Schmitz Mackey Arena, I think is what it is. Okay. Yeah, so as right. usual, what usually happens around this time of year is, yeah, teams from different parts of the state see each other at these holiday tournaments, and the whole top sixes get uh, shaken up. Yes. For next week, so... Look for some movement in the top sixes next week. And we will go to uh, now the the Monks Battle for the Cheeseburger. Wasn't this just a cheeseburger classic before? No, it's the Battle for the Cheeseburger. It bothers me that Monroe is not in this tournament because they are the cheesemakers. They are the Monroe cheesemakers, and it's the best team name in the state. <laughs> but they're not in the battle for the cheeseburger. They're the cheese. But uh, that one's got Wisconsin Rapids and La Crescent, Minnesota, uh, McFarland, Onalaska, Toma, Kenosha, uh, RWD, and River Falls. Uh, that one starts tomorrow and runs for three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, just down the road a little ways from there in West Salem, uh, they have a two-day tournament, four teams. Amory versus Wanakee will play at four o'clock tomorrow and West Salem will take on Northland Pines at seven. And then the Constellation Championship Games will be on Wednesday. Amory and Wanakee should be a good one. Um, we, we're not doing top sixes this week. Everybody took the holiday off. Um, but Wanakee beat Verona five to three uh, last Tuesday in their only game last week. Um, I've got to believe that would have put them in the top six uh, and knocked Verona out. And then they're, they're division one, correct? Wannake? They're division. Well, they're one of the smaller schools in division one, but they are division one. That would have put them probably sixth in division one. And Amory was third in division two. So a couple of ranked teams at the top of that one. Um, that would have been a good game to, to check out. 
uh, in a tournament that is already going on uh, in Antigo. Uh, Middleton beat Antigo and the four o'clock game today, eight to two. Uh, DC Everest, uh, Dell was following this one on Live Barn. DC Everest is beating up on Beloit, you were saying? Uh, yeah, I believe the final of that one was DC Everest seven, Beloit Memorial zero. Okay, so Anago and Beloit will be playing in the Constellation game tomorrow at 1230, and DC Everest and Middleton will be playing the championship game tomorrow at 3 o'clock at the Langley County Fairgrounds. Multi-purpose building, which this time of year really only has one purpose. It's a hockey rink. It's the Langley County Multi-Purpose Hockey Rink. <laughs> For four months. It looks we're like we move on to the Notre Dame Academy Showcase now. Next, sure, yeah. And looks like our 11 a.m. game tomorrow will be uh, Eau Claire Memorial taking on Verona, and that'll be followed by a 1:30 game of Notre Dame against Wausau West. 4:30 St. Mary Springs versus Chippewa Falls. And then at 7 o'clock, Madison Edgewood against Superior. So, yep, there's two. I don't know if Superior's Division One this year. I was going to say there's two D2 teams in there, but nope. Superior's Division One this year. So, Springs is the only Division Two team in that tournament. And then of the other ones, like, they're all good. Edgewood is ranked. Notre Dame is ranked. Memorial is ranked. Verona is ranked. Chippewa Falls plays in the best conference in the state. Um, Wasa West is perennially a good team, so that's going to be a, a heck of a tournament. Yes, and the let's see, that that starts tomorrow, second round on Wednesday, uh, seventh place game, consolation game, third place and championship game on Thursday. I'm going to try to make it over there, um, depending on just how much uh, recouping I have to do uh, Thursday morning. Um, I'll get over there at least for the third place game and the championship game on Thursday night. That's four 30 and seven o'clock. It's going to make for a late, a long day on Thursday either way, but um, yeah, we'll get that. That should, those should be two very good games. The third place game and the championship game and that Notre Dame showcase formerly known as the showdown in title town. And it's taken so many different formats over the years where you yeah, play your it, first round it really game has elsewhere been, and then come in, but now it's an 18 bracketed tournament. Not, all yeah. In now one it's place. a bracketed tournament, which hasn't always been the case. So it's nice to see it's less confusing. Uh, followed up by the 2021 Culver's cup. Uh, just like on the girls side, this is a split between Madison ice arena and Hartmeyer ice arena. Although, most of it is at MIA. Uh, Sock Prairie and Oshkosh are in that one. Marquette and Madison Memorial. Madison West and Marshfield uh, making a trip down. And Ashland making a long trip down in Monona Grove. Uh, Monona a lot of, making a short trip. There's a lot of Big 8. Well, Monona Grove is not in the Big 8. They're just next door. You say Madison West, Madison Memorial. Those are both Big 8 teams. Then you got a couple Badger Conference teams in Sock Prairie and Monona. Then you got the longer travelers in Ashland and Marshfield. 
Okay. Also over in the Schwann Super Rank, the Herb Brooks Holiday Classic in the Boys Silver Division. Eau Claire North is over there. And they they're playing Marshall, I believe, didn't they? they? I mean it started at 645, so it can't have ended that long ago. Oh, they were ahead. They were. There was. I think that one was being scored live. That was the one that you said they were up nine. They were up one. nine to one at one point. Yeah, they were. They were. They were scoring that one live. Um. So I think we can be pretty confident that Eau Claire North did beat Duluth Marshall. Uh, Are you sure? Only... I mean, nine to one is pretty insurmountable. But that's what we said about seven to one, and Janesville still <laughs> lost to Oregon. That's more fun when MJ's here. Yeah, um, the only, well, yeah, there's also Northern Edge playing in the tournament. That's, that's a Minnesota the boys team, edge. so it can't be, it can't be the, the Northern Edge co-op from over here. I looked that up. Um, I said who that was, and I don't remember now. Um, my, my college roommate, Joe, is a teacher at one of the two school districts that makes up the Northern Edge, and I cannot, for the life of me, remember which one it was. That wee little guy, Joe? Yes. Okay. And the other one we've got is the... JRM? Joe Raymond Memorial. That's it, JRM, Joe Raymond Memorial. Classic at the Nagawaki Ice Rink in Delafield. Starts tomorrow, continues on Wednesday, wraps up on Thursday. Um, Oregon versus Waukesha to kick things off. Fox Cities versus Janesville, uh, KMMO versus Sun Prairie. Oh, so it looks like that one is a, it's yeah, six, it's a six six teams. So yeah, the the first two rounds are set, and then the the consolation one, consolation two, and championship are done on points. Yes, however, points are awarded. Yeah, so on Wednesday, it's Sun Prairie versus Fox Cities, Waukesha versus Janesville, and Oregon versus KMMO. So those are your brackets within the point thing. And yeah. Well, let's just so, hope that two teams go 2 and 0, two teams go 1 and 1, and two teams go 0 and 2, so that there are no weird tiebreakers to deal with. And then Fond du Lac was actually playing in a tournament over in Michigan this evening. Um, they lost their first round game in overtime seven to six but uh they that's another one we don't happen to have a bracket for and i they must not have live barn at that rink because i could not find the student development complex on live barn <laughs> it's kind of hard to find a rink that doesn't have live barn these days so that's kind of an event But yeah, so the uh, final act should be playing again tomorrow in that tournament. But who they're playing or at what time, I don't know. And I was just looking, I'm like, where's Hudson in all this? It looks like Hudson's not playing in a holiday tournament. Their game schedule is empty. Yeah, they have, they played Gentry Academy earlier this year there in Minnesota and they're hosting them on Thursday, but then they don't have anything until January 4th. 
So it looks like they're just taking the break. Well, you know, as well as they've been playing the last couple of years, maybe they just think they've earned it. <laughs> Let's just give everybody the week off between Christmas and New Year's and relax. You know, I don't know if they still do. Um, but Wassa West always had a, it wasn't for the holidays, but they had a break for a good chunk of December. Um, like there was like a 10 day stretch in December where Wassa West didn't play games. I think it was around like, it was, it was, it was a school thing. They had a lot going on and they just, yeah, there was like a 10 day stretch in December, but they did, there was just a big gap in their schedule every year. So oh, it doesn't look like um, they're doing that anymore. University school always did that too. They have finals in December yeah. and they, they would not schedule any games. Obviously that doesn't apply when Hudson school district is closed for the holiday break, but you know, anytime you can, if you can take a break, it's worth doing. Plus yeah, then you get to university you know, school, beat them up in practice. University school again, took off. I mean, they played December 7th and not again until December 21st. So that two week span is, most likely when they had finals. Yeah. I just happened to look on Twitter and I see Fondy Hockey said, you know, that they had a tough loss, but what a great place to play at the Mac. So I don't know what the Mac is over in Michigan. Well, let's see, you keep saying, oh, well, yeah, it's either over in Michigan or up in Michigan. They're playing up in Michigan in the UP. Over would be, you know, the, the lower peninsula. Well, to me, it's over in Michigan. It's so they're in the mitten? East of me. No, they're in the UP or you're in the mitten? Yeah, they're in the UP, I believe. Is that where Houghton is? Yes. Okay, I've been that's to where they're at. They're up in Michigan. There you go. So yeah, we we played Houghton fairly regularly in youth hockey. Was your drive home better than your drive away from last week? Um, my drive away was really only bad for an hour and a half. Uh, it was it was raining in twenty two degrees, which is not something you see that often. Uh, my car looked hilarious when I stopped at the rest area in Menominee, like the hood was just more than a quarter of an inch just thick ice and then my windshield like where the wipers don't hit was all ice because it was raining and it was freezing as soon as it hit the car it was just ice everywhere and then by the time i crossed the twin cities all the ice was off my car i'm sure it was flying off at cars behind me as i was going down the highway uh, but the roads were clear after that today the roads were clear the whole way back so my seven hour drive from south dakota i didn't know if you I didn't know for sure where you had gone. I, I, I knew it had been towards the west somewhere. So Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. Kids can see their other grandparents. Um, I don't have anything else to offer tonight. Um, Bill? I believe you made a post today about the Hobie Baker. Yes, I did. I, the email we received from uh, Jim Hayes. Uh, we took that and we put the information out so that if coaches 
for some reason aren't receiving the email, at least it's out there on our website for the information. And yes, I believe it's February 6th that they have to have everything turned in by. Is that? And it's really easy. You just name of the school, their mascot, the name of the hockey coach, a mailing address, a phone number, and the name of the player. That's all you need for your ballot. Well, what I liked was in the email that uh, Jim sent out, it said 21-22 High School Character Award, Wisconsin number one. So I believe he's telling us that, you know, Wisconsin actually recognizes more players than any of the other states that are involved in it. But, you know, so, yeah. like we've said before, you know, over the past few years, there's really no reason that if you have a seniors on your team, you shouldn't have somebody that's able to be recognized for this. Take that, Minnesota. We do something better than you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Trasher would always harass. I mean, we, Wisconsin has one of the highest percents of, uh, you know, teams nominated player, but Trasher always wanted us to go for that 100%. You know, so somebody's going to have to take up that mantra 100%. Seriously, there's like, it's a it's an eight-line ballot. You don't even have to justify it. You just need a senior. I think it's seniors, right? Seniors only, yes. Unless your seniors are all knuckleheads, it's real easy. And nobody's seniors are all knuckleheads. All right. I think we've covered everything we wanted to cover tonight. Um, I'll be hitting, I'll be hitting up tournaments starting tomorrow. Burglar be safe while driving. Yeah. I mean, the, the snow is not going to come till later. So. Um, now the championship I, game is at, it's not that late. The championship game is at three o'clock. It's at three, so it'll be done by five. You can head down to Eau Claire, go to Manny's, and then come home. Oh, oh! I mean, you didn't want to do it on Tuesday when there was I, game. I, I guess I didn't look place, at what that that actual schedule. Yeah, there's not going to be time tomorrow. But on Wednesday, you could definitely go to Manny's. All right. For those unaware, Manny's in Eau Claire is Burglar's favorite restaurant in Wisconsin. Mexican seafood restaurant. There's also one in La Crosse. So if you live in La Crosse area, you probably you? know of it. Huh? Is it true they named a dish after you? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> he hasn't we been there that much. Here. They ought to get a dish, right? Well, actually, I think they had one named after you. Because the first time I went there, I had a burrito del mar. <laughs> Ouch. That's such a dad joke. That's what it was called. Anyway, um, that's it for this special holiday edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. Uh, we'll get back uh, next week to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, until then, uh, drive safe and keep your stick on the ice. See you all next year. <laughs>